0: Shalom, shalom, and welcome. It's Kenny Russell, of Faith, living life in the Spirit. We are standing on the rock of Yeshua, proclaiming His name. What an awesome Elohim we serve. Thanks for joining with me today as we come to our time of devotion to be edified and built up in the Word of Yahovah. And I uh, really appreciate every person who is joining with us live And also a shout out to all those people who will be watching later um, on podcast, on Spotify. We're also on iTunes. We're on Google. Podcasts. Uh, we're on Audible. We're on so many platforms out there. It's exciting. And and please, if you're listening to us, I encourage you, email me, kenny at com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, just uh, give us a shout out. Let us know that you're watching. Coming back to all you guys who are live right now, thanks for tuning in. I just want to give a few shout outs before we get started. Uh, welcome, Lola. Good to see you. We've got Yogi. We've got Riva. We've got uh, Esther. Uh, We've got Miguel, we've got Sandra, we've got Mary, thanks for joining with us, and if you are tuning in, we're also on MeWe as well, that'll take you over to the YouTube feed, uh, where you can join us tonight, I don't know why MeWe doesn't let you go live, but anyway, we'll... uh, Maybe see something different there at a later day. It's also good to see B. Thanks for joining with us. It is good to see every one of you coming on and uh, taking time out to spend time in the scriptures. What a great day it is. I don't know what type of day you are having. Some are at the beginning of the day, some in the middle of the day, some at the end of the day, some in the middle of the night. Hallelujah, like we are here in Israel. It's 20 minutes to 2 in the morning. But we're going to pray, we're going to press in and just receive from Yehovah. What an amazing God we have. Father, I want to thank you. It's not by might, nor by power, but it's by your Ruach HaKodesh. And Father, we recognize the importance of drawing near to you. We recognize the importance of having your word before us. And Father, we want to hear from you. We give you permission to move. In our lives today we give you permission to speak into our hearts today we break all the assignments of the enemy and we say to the spirit of of fear go in Yeshua's name we will not be locked up we will fulfill the promises of Yehovah that the father has called us to walk in so father we thank you that you have not given us a spirit of fear but of love power and a sound mind so we stand upon your promises this day in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. So anyway, tonight, you know, um, every, every time we, we come to this devotion time, I, I like to come into the studio and just have that place of just being set apart and listening. Uh, there's a lot going on within the days. And, uh, you know, there's there's a lot that's going on spiritually Within the days, for when we get up in the morning and we're we're inquiring of Yehovah, we're walking in His ways, we're following in His stu- footsteps. You know, we're we're operating by the leading of the Ruach Hakodesh, and um, you know, it's it's been a day full of life challenges, and that's okay. You know, just strategies in the spirit. What's the steps we have to take? Understanding that if Yahovah be for us, who can be against us? And we want to know what is the next step ahead, and you know uh, the impact of what the Father has really put on us in these last uh, this last month or so is concerning crossing point, a uh, global community, and the importance that there is a place that we need to cross to come into the promised land. We've got to get out of the wilderness. And move into the promised land and come to the place where we will receive everything that the Father has for us. Now some of you are watching and you're thinking, you know, all I want is manna. Just give me manna from heaven and that's okay. But when they came into the promised land, what's the very first thing that stopped uh, when they walked in and partook of the produce of the land? The manna stopped. Uh, Why? Because the father had got them to the place. Now, this is the place of your provision. Now, dig in, enjoy, experience the blessings, get the enemy out of this place, you know, get that squatter Hasatan out of this place and take possession of the land and let this land be filled with the glory of Yehovah. So it's not just about me and you having salvation. It's not just about us having forgiveness of our sins and eternal life and being part of the bride of Messiah. But it's also about us pushing back evil and saying enough is enough, Hasatan. We are not going to allow you to rule any longer. You know, we have natural police forces, we've got armies, we've got all sorts of of, um, protection, uh, security systems within the world. But do we recognize and do we tap in to who we are in the spirit? We have authority to pull down strongholds. We have authority to deal with uh, principalities over regions, over countries, over areas. Oh, brother, you know, I'm just trying to get through the day. I'm just trying to work out how I get to four o'clock. And, you know, lift up your eyes and see that there is a greater calling than just how we sort out our problems. Yes, the Father cares for you. He wants you to be in a place where you're walking in victory in Messiah. So tonight I want to look at Gilgal a spiritual base of operation, you know, and it's important, uh, you know, as, as we look at this portion of Scripture, I just want to encourage you on what we see here because we've had such an incredible uh, demonstration of the miraculous power of Yahovah. When you come into faith, do you realize that the scale of the miracle that takes place, you realize what's happening within your heart. You are being born again of the spirit. And it's so beautiful when we see newborn babies born into the world. But let me tell you something to be born of the spirit is on another level. Because what's happening? We are being restored back to who the Father has called us to be. And there's a process, there's a path, there's a journey that every one of us are required to take. And the reality is, many people have been told, you know, just lift your hand, pray the prayer, ask Yeshua, Jesus into your heart, come into my heart, come into my heart, okay, I repent of my sins. Okay, now, now you've got eternal life, you're going to heaven, um, you know, see ya, and, and maybe, maybe come to church, maybe do a 12-week program, but... You know, you've prayed the prayer, you know, your eternal salvation is secure. And people walk away, some engage, very small percentage engage in Christian communities and discipleship, any form of discipleship. But many people are out there and they genuinely believe, I believe in God, I believe in Yehovah. But, you know, they have no fruits of the Spirit. But what we are developing here, we are developing time that we pursue in the presence of Yehovah. For what purpose that, that his uh, glory may be manifest within our lives, that we can glean off the Scriptures and recognize the steps that the Father wants us to take, that we are entering into a journey. It's, it, it, it's, a, it's, it's the journey of faith. It's not, it's not just an event of salvation but it's, it's, a, it's, it's coming to the place where we recognize that we are a part of the kingdom. And hear the word of Yehovah today. Each and every one of us are called to bring the kingdom. So get used to saying things like this. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. Let me tell you something. I proclaim that every single day. I am speaking that the kingdom come. Our, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. I lift up your name. I glorify your name. I recognize that it doesn't matter what I face in this world. Number one, that's not what matters. What matters is that I am attached and connected to the purposes and will of Yahovah. And we want to talk about an important step of when you are coming out of wilderness. When you're walking into salvation, you know, we have the Passover that takes place, the protection, and then there's the deliverance from the land. We go through the Red Sea. We're going from death to life. Hallelujah. And as we're coming through, you might be shouting, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. You might be free from the Egyptians, but are you free from yourself? Are you free from the old man with all of its ways, with all of its habits? And what the Father wants us to do is get to the place where we don't just get delivered from you know, from uh, the world system, but are we free indeed? Are we truly free? are we experiencing the freedom of what it truly means to be in Messiah? How are you doing when it comes to the sin? Nature? Are we learning, like we see in Romans chapter 8, to live life by the Spirit? We're not going to walk according to the carnal flesh any longer, but we choose to live life by the Spirit. Hallelujah. We press in by the Spirit. We're walking into the new. And as you come through that experience and you come out of the wilderness, instead of being in that place, oh, Father, just provide everything I need. I appreciate it. Just just give me manna, you know, pillar of cloud by day, fire by night. Protect me provide for me, you know, you walk into the promised land and all of a sudden there's a new level of authority that's been established within your life. What's happening to me? I'm going from a place where I was carnal in my mindset. Now I'm moving into a place where I'm spiritual. I'm moving into a place where I'm, I'm given a new set of weapons. I'm, I'm given new clothes to wear new garments, I'm given new tools for life, I'm given, uh, you know, responsibilities by the Spirit, I'm given authority to take possession of the land and to bring the kingdom. I'm a representative of the King of Kings. We are Elohim's children. We are part of the family of Yahovah. How many kingdoms can say that all of their citizens are part of the king's family? That means you get to walk straight in to the palace. You can walk straight in to the temple, to the presence of Yahovah and stand before him without fear. Why? Because you are a family member. You're not an outsider coming in. You know, we are adopted into the family of yahovah we are pledged to be married hallelujah we're betrothed to yeshua to the messiah why are we betrothed to the messiah because adam and eve gave up their rights on the earth gave those rights to hasatan the only way that yahovah could bring restoration because of the sin in adam and eve because they took of uh, the fruit of the tree of the knowledge and good of good and evil and they started to see things as god sees them and they started to make their own decisions walk in their own ways it wasn't just about oh you gave the rights up to hasatan there was something else that happened you 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 took an action that forbid you from partaking from the tree of life now the tree of life was in the garden which represents messiah because everywhere we look in the scripture it's all about yeshua and you have to partake of the tree of life. You have to partake of Yeshua. Ah, oh, it's okay. I've got eternal life. I don't need to eat any fruit. You know, I'll just, I'll just live on, you know, uh, a packet of, of chips, a packet of crisps, uh, you know, junk food. I can live on that and get, get my way by. No, 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 no. You are not going to get your way by just on a bunch of junk food and processed meats. No. You have got to partake of the tree of life. And as we partake of the tree of life, what's it doing? It's confirming our position. It's confirming who we are. And I want us to see today the importance of of the choices that we are making in the midst of emotion. So your emotions can be telling you one thing, but that doesn't change the fact. You know, you can have an emotional moment that there's no such thing as gravity, but you know... (laughs) If you jump off whatever, gravity's coming. You know, it's, it's not going to, just because you've got a nice fuzzy-wuzzy feeling, gravity's still going to be there. So what what are we called to do? We're called to live life by the Spirit. We're called to identify our position in Messiah. Don't let the devil steal who you are. You know, he's, he's he wants to take your name tag off. Hallelujah. (laughs) That's what he wants to do. He wants to strip you of your heavenly garments, give you a bunch of rags, throw you out the door and say, see, he wants you to sin in ways that uh, will destroy and ruin your spiritual life so you'll be in a place where you think, God doesn't love me, he don't care for me. He could never possibly take me back from all the things that I have been through. That's the work of the enemy. We've got to wage war with these demonic strongholds that want to pull you down. But the first thing we have to identify, we have to identify who we are, what is going on within our lives. And, you know, one thing I love about, you know, we, we did we did some days in Joshua, and it was so impacting and so powerful in this portion of Scripture. But as I was pressing in, in chapter 4 of Joshua, one thing that just really came to me um, was in verse 18, And the priests came up out of the river, carrying the Ark of the Covenant of Yehovah. No sooner had they set their feet on dry ground then the water of the Jordan returned to its place, and rain. I, sorry, I put my glasses on. I can't even see the words now. I've got to adjust, and <laughs> and ran <laughs> and ran at flood stage as before. So you know what are we seeing? No sooner had they stepped their foot feet on dry ground. No sooner than the Ark of the Covenant had crossed over. Why? This is the miracle that you're called to walk in. This is not a, a, an opening that's being made for the devil to play with. And when they came through into the promised land, the waters closed behind. What, what's it saying? There's no way back. Look, if you want to go back, you'll have to swim. You're going to have to work it out. But let me tell you something, what's the Father saying? I've brought you across. I've brought you through the correct point. I've brought you through the right motion. I've brought you to the place, that crossing point of the covenant to bring you into the fullness of what I have for you. And I'm closing the way behind you, number one, so that you can't just go back because things look tough. And number two, so the enemies of yesteryear or yesterpast Is not going to come after you. We are delivered from the assignments of the enemy. We're leaving that generation behind of disobedience. We're leaving the old man behind of disobedience. We need to experience the mikvah not just one time, but we continually experience mikvahs in the presence of Yahovah. And I want to encourage you to really look at this portion of Scripture and understand what is happening here. Verse 19, On the tenth day of the first month, the people went up from the Jordan and camped at Gilgal on the eastern border of Jericho. And Joshua set up at Gilgal the twelve stones that he had taken out of the Jordan and said to the Israelites, In the future... When your descendants ask their fathers, what do these stones mean? Tell them Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For Yehovah your Elohim dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. Yehovah your Elohim did to the Jordan just as he had done to the Red Sea when he dried it up before us until we had crossed over. He did this so that all the people of the earth might know that the hand of Yehovah is powerful. And so that you might always fear Yehovah, your Elohim. I love the importance of crossing points in our walk. Why? Because God will make his name known. The nations he requires us to cross over. You cannot be the same. We've got to know how to move into the new and stand upon the promises of Yahovah because his promises are yes and amen. So, what is it about this Gilgal that we see mentioned about 40 times within scripture? What is it? Some people are trying to find the actual physical location that comes up on different places on the east and the west of Israel and over by the Mediterranean. Um, you know, But what we see, the word Gilgal, what does it mean? It means rolling stone. And this is the place where Joshua takes the 12 stones that he took from the bottom of the Jordan. And they are set up as a a, a memorial in this place so that future generations will see just how incredible Yehovah is. This is a miracle. Let me tell you something. What's going on in your life in salvation, in deliverance, is a miracle. We are living stones. (laughs) You know, we just need to remember that, that you and I are living stones. Hallelujah. So as we see this crossing point, as we come across, the waters are closed. We come to the place of Gilgal, the place of the rolling stones. The stones, the 12 stones are set up, which represent what? The 12 tribes of Israel, which represents the promises of Yehovah concerning Israel. I am going to make you into a great nation. I'm going to bless you. You're going to take possession of the land and my name will be glorified to the ends of the earth. And I just want to proclaim right now that you and I are called to bring glory to Yehovah to the ends of the earth. Father, how are you going to do that in my life? How are you going to glorify your name? I want to fix my eyes On those 12 stones, I want to be able to tell my children, I want to be able to tell my grandchildren, I want to be able to tell my cousins, my aunts, my uncles, I want to tell my friends what these stones represent. Oh, I didn't see the water part in the Jordan, but what I did see, I saw the supernatural miracle of being born again of the Spirit within my life. And we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And we've got to get to that place where we are experiencing the miracles of what the Father is doing in every part of this faith journey. So Gilgal is the very first place where they set up camp. They haven't dealt with the first enemy. They didn't come over and think, okay, you know, what's going to happen over here, you know what what's gonna take place and, and immediately engage with the enemy. The first thing they did when they all came over, they set up camp. And they probably set up their camps in in, in circle sections, like Gilgal means. It could mean the wheel, it could mean the stone. And you know, rolling stone. What I love about stone and not brick. Brick is something that's man-made Stone is something that we pick from the ground. It comes from Yehovah. And when we see the building of the altar in Genesis, what does it say? Don't take a chisel to the stone and don't use man-made bricks. This is not an altar that is made by man. This is something that I am doing. And here we are as the children of Elohim. We're not living bricks like many denominations or just a bunch of bricks. You know, oh, let's go to the house of the Lord. They don't even recognize who they are in the spirit. They're, they're prescribed to bricks. But we are called to be living stones. So, you know, we've got to get to that place where we recognize we are living stones. Those stones have been set up as a, mono, a, a memorial. We are a testimony of the reality of God. Well, that's all right for you to say. But you don't know the things I'm going through. Listen, what's the devil trying to do to break your testimony? <clears throat> this is exactly what he's seeking to do. He wants to destroy your testimony so that you cannot be effective for Yehovah. But we want to be a people who are recognizing the miraculous moves of what God is. Is doing. Don't underestimate the supernatural in your life. Well, I have not experienced the supernatural. If you are born again, you've experienced the supernatural. Why? What happened when we crossed over from death to life? (sighs) Now we can breathe in the spirits. Hallelujah. We are not the same. We are new. We are transformed. Do we recognize who we are? Don't forget your testimony and let's be people who stand. Upon the word of Yahovah. So Gilgal is the place where Joshua he he had the children of Israel camp. It's the place where um, we looked back at the miraculous crossing. Joshua also commanded uh, and he picked uh, leaders from each of the twelve tribes of Israel. Uh, you know, in Gilgal. That's why he told a leader from every one of the tribes, you go and get a stone and you bring it to this place. Take it from the middle of the, the river as a sign of remembrance, as we just read. What else did we see at Gilgal? Gilgal um, is where all of the Israelites had grown up during the, the 40 years of wandering in the desert They were circumcised. But at Gilgal, there's a renewing that takes place. They have to go through the circumcision uh, to recognize the early covenant of Yehovah. That takes place in Joshua chapter 5. At Gilgal, the Israelites celebrated what? Passover, the first Pesach in the land, happened at the place of the rolling stones, at the place of the wheel. There's so many incredible things that take place in this location, and I want to ask you: it's 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 in the very location where the manna stops. So, it so so you see a cutting off of one thing and 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 the coming in of the new. And and some of you find it difficult to cross over. It, you know, into that place of total dependence of Yehovah, but knowing that you have authority to represent his kingdom. And that's what we want to get to, to the place where we are celebrating Passover, Pesach. And we remember what the Father has done. We look back at the coming out of Egypt. We look back at the miracles. We look back at the blessings. Now, could you imagine, as they're going through the circumcision, as they're going through uh, the Passover, they're... They're recognizing that their forefathers, their parents, their aunts, their uncles, their cousins, the previous generation all passed away in the wilderness before this next generation could cross over into the land. Talk about a significant moment of crossing over into the land why because we're looking back at the pain you might be looking back at your life looking back at where you have come from and you see that pain and just recognize listen this is the day of walking into the new you know this is not the place of salvation that's coming out of Egypt this is the place where we deal in the wilderness with our doubt and unbelief if you still struggle with your doubt and unbelief you're still stuck in the wilderness And how do we grow up and cross over and get to that place where we cross over into the land? If you've got fear, Gideon says, you can't fight with me, go home. If you're self-centered and all you want is a little something from Yehovah all to yourself and you get your face down, you start drinking the water, it's all about you. And you're not looking around, looking uh, over the backs of your companions making sure that there is safety and scooping war with your hand. No, you're just getting your face down and drinking out your own selfishness. No, you're not going to come. You're not part of the army. What's the purpose of going in, crossing over? The purpose is to take possession of the land and to rout the enemy and say enough is enough. We are not going to stand on these promises. We are going to see... The victory of Yahovah. So we see the uh, the the Gibeonites. Um, they they were they were uh, in the land. They deceived Joshua. They made a treaty with them in order to save themselves from being slaughtered. That also t- took place at Gilgal. So we've got to watch the testimonies. Of what's taking place what do we see about the Gibeonites when they deceive Joshua what we see Joshua did not inquire of Yahovah nor did the, the people of Israel they just went into a treaty with them no matter what you're going through no matter what you face in life from the place of Gilgal we need to be those who seek the face of Yahovah don't make a decision because you think you know the answer Ask the Father for his heart what are you saying to me in the midst of this? I want to receive a word from you Father. I want understanding from from you. will you speak to me in Yeshua's name? you know so it's it's the place uh, of the treaty of the Gibbonites. Um, yeah, I just said that. okay it's a it's a place where the angel of Yehovah went from Gilgal to a place called Bokkim uh, to chastise um, the Israelites for breaking their covenant with Elohim. We see that in the book of Judges. So there's many accounts of what happens here. It's it's a place uh, of the circuit of Samuel that takes place, um, the first leader since Joshua to be recognized throughout Israel. And he traveled to uh, provide judgments for Israel. We see that in First Samuel chapter seven, the kingship of Saul, the first king of Israel, was um, reaffirmed at Gilgal after Saul led a victorious campaign against the Amorites. One Samuel chapter eleven, he was reaffirmed as the first king. This is an important place. Now the question is: It's not. It's not a town. It's a place. That's why we can see in different locations the Gilgal, the place of the stone, the place of the wheel. So we see that the kingship, Gilgal, was also where Saul twice ignored Elohim's command. And there Samuel informed him that Yehovah had rejected him as king and his dynasty would not continue. 1st Samuel chapter 13, 1 Samuel chapter 15. What an interesting uh, event that is happening in this location. (laughs) Also, King David's son Absalom, he mounted an unsuccessful revolt against King David. Um, And, you know, he was greeted by the people and reaffirmed as the king of Israel. Where? At Gilgal. Many years later, Gilgal was the starting point of the pilgrimage that ended the great prophet Elijah being carried up into heaven in a whirlwind while uh, his uh, apprentice Elisha Elisha, looked on. Gilgal was also one of the several places where Elisha began to establish himself as a great prophet in his own right, 2 Kings. Chapter 2, and that's what we learnt and that's what we read before. In Israel's history, the prophet uh, Hosea and Amos condemned the Israelites for wickedness and corrupt worship in Gilgal. Amos associated Gilgal with Bethel in its ruin and disgrace. The course of calling the people Israel to account. For their abandonment of Yehovah, the prophet Micah reminded them that Elohim cared for them in their early days in Gilgal and elsewhere, thus bringing the story of Gilgal in a full circle as we look at all of the scriptural references of the, the, the location of Gilgal. And I'm not saying every one of those places is in the exact same place, but it's in the place of the circle it's in the place where the people came together it was a place of gathering it was a place of exposing sin it was a place of of dealing with the instructions on how to fight battles it was a place to listen and hear from yahovah it was an important place and as i was reading through this today. You know, one of the things I was just really praying over is, you know, you just can't cross over in the promised land any way you want. You know, you've got to make a commitment. You've got to make a change and say, I, I, I want to be one who's part of the kingdom. I want to be one in pursuit who is building the kingdom for Yahovah to bring his glory. So I want to encourage you to see Gilgal, the place of the the stones i want you to see it as the place as a spiritual base of operation father where is Gilgal in my life where is the accountability of the brothers and sisters within my life where is the place where we can grow together it's such an important place where is the testimonies that are coming forth yes the manna might have stopped but how do we work together to bring his kingdom, to take possession of the land. So these are some key things I wanted to share with you today. I wanted to encourage you in this word and just read over these things and just pray over them. And, you know, what, what do we love about the word? Talk about edifying and being built up. But listen, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. If you're recognizing that the enemy is pushing you down, then just come to the place and say, you know what, I'm crossing over. What happens every time we walk through the waters? We're saying I'm dying to self and I'm rising in Messiah. So how many mikvahs do you have to go through? It's not just the mikvah of the Red Sea. There's so many mikvahs that take place. There's so many times that you have to walk through those uh, rivers on dry ground. We're going to go from death to life. So I just want to prophesy and release the life of the Spirit over you. And if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now, and you need to mikvah, then just ask Him what what body of water you need to get in, and you need to go down and come up and say, "I need to be renewed in the Spirit, transformed. The old is gone. I die to self. I rise a Messiah. I want to be purified. I want to identify with the Messiah." I want the baptism of the Ruach HaKodesh, the baptism of the spur, the baptism of fire, the baptism of suffering, the baptism of repentance. These are the different mikvahs that we see within the scriptures and all of them belong to you and I. The Father saying if we will just align ourselves, that's all you have to do. Get in place and watch the blessings of Yehovah. Get in place. Come in line in the Spirit and watch the favor, watch the blessing. Goodness and mercy will follow you. You don't have to chase it. It will follow you all the days of your life. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged as we share the word here tonight. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, I can't wait to see what the Father is going to do because I know we have people uh, amongst us who are struggling People who are finding it difficult, how do I get through this? And listen, we all have those struggles when it comes to the place of the mind. But what's going on in the heart? You know, don't let the devil rob from you in such a way that, you know, it it, 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 it blocks up all your arteries and brings you to a place of heart failure. No, we've got to put the right stuff in. We want to have the flow of the kingdom within our lives so that we are strong in the core of who we are so don't worry about your circumstances what they're telling you oh they're going to scream at you all day long <laughs> you know don't worry about tomorrow <laughs> today's got enough trouble enough troubles of its own alright so we're going to have trouble so what are you going to do are you going to allow the enemy to ruin your day um, by controlling your mind and by telling you that you have a spirit of fear, that you're no good, then be delivered right now from that spirit of fear. How are we delivered? We recognize who we are. We have the power and the authority of Messiah to live this life. And I just want to proclaim over every one of us that we have victory in Messiah. By the blood of Yeshua, Father, lift us up and take us forward in Yeshua's name, into the victory. We are not going to stay on the ground in the dust and the dirt, we're going to rise up. We're going to hold our head high and represent the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Thank you, Father. If you've been blessed and encouraged with the message today, I want to encourage you, email me, kenny at bulldozerfaith.com, share testimony. Let me know about what's going on within your lives and what the Holy Spirit is saying. If you're blessed and encouraged with the ministry, I want to encourage you, to give to the ministry, pour uh, seeds into the work and the things that we are doing here. It is so vitally important that we have the provision over the things that the Father has called us to do. And we appreciate every person that stands with us financially. But let me tell you something. You know, I'm just sending you the the, the link to this uh, the latest newsletter if you haven't had uh, this month's newsletter, but we also have uh, information in there on how to give and how to sow into the ministry here in the land of Israel. Listen, this is urgent. I believe that we're in a place to see a mighty outpouring of the Spirit of Jehovah And the Father is inviting us to be a part of bringing his word and his truth, not just here in Israel, but to the ends of the earth. And it's such a blessing that we can walk together, and be a part and we are getting ready to come into that shortly into the Passover season back into the spring feasts hallelujah where we recognize who Yeshua is within these feasts and we rejoice but right now we're still in the days of laboring between the feasts being effective you know for the kingdom so come on Press in and see what the Father uh, can do within your lives and see that he has victory in stored for you. So what do we have to do? What are we learning from all of this? Be in place. Come on, set up camp in Gilgal in the place of the circle, in the place of the stones. Come to the place of fellowship. Come to the place where you're not on your own. Receive the word of Yehovah. Inquire of Yehovah. See the victory. Deal with your sin. Deal with your problems. Deal with whatever's going on in your life. You might need the circumcision of your heart because that's more what it's about than the circumcision of the flesh. What is done in the outward is only a reflection of what's going on in the inward. And the Torah talks more about the circumcision of the heart than it does about the circumcision of the flesh. So we need to get these things in order, get these things in place. And if we do, and I believe that we are a people of faith that are walking in the power of the Spirit, we will do exploits for the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Thanks for watching. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Until tomorrow, shalom, shalom.